You're listening to the Lifting Her Voice podcast, episode number eight. Today we'll read the eighth chapter of Matthew together. We'll see miracles, faith that impresses even Jesus, and how we should act in storms. Welcome to the Lifting Her Voice podcast. I'm your host, Joy Miller, and I invite you to grab your Bible and join me as we simply read God's Word together. Some things require discipline, and sometimes that's just not easy to muster by yourself, no matter how badly you want to do it or how much you know you should. It's just easier to do it with a friend. So refill your coffee or tea, get comfortable in your favorite chair, and follow along as I read aloud. I'm so glad you're here. that some of you might need a little tutorial on subscribing to a podcast. It's simple, really. You start with downloading an app. You then set up an account, search for Lifting Her Voice, and then subscribe. When you subscribe, Lifting Her Voice will show up in your library sometime shortly after 5 a.m. every day. If you have an iPhone, The Apple Podcast app is likely already loaded onto your phone, and I believe you have immediate access through your Apple ID. If you need to choose an app but are not sure which one to select, go to www.liftinghervoice.com and scroll down on the home page. You'll see myriad links to podcast directories, any of which carry Lifting Her Voice. Click on one, download the app, set up an account, and search for Lifting Her Voice. When it comes up, click on my face and subscribe. Voila! And while we're on the subject of the website, I haven't successfully figured out how to upload the podcast every day, but everything else is live. So if you'd like to leave a comment or a question for me, feel free to do that on the contact page especially if you have something to add about how God has spoken to you about a previous chapter. Can't wait to hear from you. Now, chapter 8. Matthew, chapter 8. When he came down from the mountain, large crowds followed him. Right away, a man with leprosy came up and knelt before him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Reaching out his hand, Jesus touched him, saying, I am willing. Be made clean. Immediately his leprosy was cleansed. Then Jesus told him, See that you don't tell anyone, but go, show yourself to the priest, and offer the gift that Moses commanded as a testimony to them. When he entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with him, Lord, 
My servant is lying at home, paralyzed, in terrible agony. He said to him, Am I to come and heal him? Lord, the centurion replied, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but just say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I too am a man under authority, having soldiers under my command. I say to this one, Go, and he goes, and to another, Come, and he comes, and to my servant, Do this, and he does it. Hearing this, Jesus was amazed and said to those following him, Truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with so great a faith. I tell you that many will come from east and west to share the banquet with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the sons of the kingdom will be thrown into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus told the centurion, Go, as you have believed, let it be done for you. And his servant was healed that very moment. Jesus went into Peter's house and saw his mother-in-law lying in bed with a fever. So he touched her hand, and the fever left her. Then she got up and began to serve him. When evening came, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed. He drove out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick, so that what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. He himself took our weaknesses and carried our diseases. When Jesus saw a large crowd around him, he gave the order to go to the other side of the sea. A scribe approached him and said, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus told him, Foxes have dens, and birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Lord, another of his disciples said, First let me go bury my father. But Jesus told him, Follow me, and let the dead bury their own dead. As he got into the boat, his disciples followed him. Suddenly a violent storm arose on the sea, so that the boat was being swamped by the waves. But Jesus kept sleeping. So the disciples came and woke him up, saying, Lord, save us, we're going to die. He said to them, Why are you afraid, you of little faith? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. The men were amazed and asked, What kind of man is this? Even the winds and the sea obey him. When he had come to the other side, to the region of the Gadarenes, two demon-possessed men met him as they came out of the tombs. They were so violent that no one could pass that way. Suddenly they shouted, What do you have to do with us, Son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the time? A long way off from them, a large herd of pigs was feeding. If you drive us out, the demons begged him, send us into the herd of pigs. Go, he told them. So when they came out, they entered the pigs and the whole herd rushed down the steep bank into the sea and perished in the water. Then the men who tended them fled. They went into the city and reported everything, especially what had happened to those who were demon-possessed. At that, the whole town went out to meet Jesus. When they saw him, 
they begged him to leave their region. Wow! Miracle after miracle. Cleansing a leper, long-distance healing, Peter's mother-in-law. Jesus really highlighted the faith of that centurion, didn't he? He wanted the Israelites to know that was how he expected them to be, which, again, was a huge departure from the religious leaders of the time. They were God's chosen people and would never have used a Gentile as a good example. But God is no respecter of persons. If he approves, he's going to say so, regardless of your lineage. And the opposite is equally true. Next, he cautions people from making big promises without an all-in commitment. I've admitted so many times as part of my own testimony that I was all over the Savior part of the gospel. It was the Lord part that was tough. Living for Christ in the day-to-day is hard. Heck, it's impossible. Come to think of it, that was part of the message of my pastor's streamed sermon this week. By the way, if you're not connected with a local church right now, please feel free to log on to www.ldpbaptistchurch.com. I attend a little country church where people actually walk their talk and have taught me to do the same. I think you will find Hans's preaching, as I did, very practical and inspiring. And that brings us to a little discussion about a storm and a boat. I love the way Jesus asked in this chapter, Why are you so afraid? It's like he was saying, The God of the universe is right here in the boat with you, and you're terrified. What do I have to do to make you believe? But what does that say about the faith of the disciples? They don't really believe he's the Son of God, do they? Well, not yet, anyway. And what about us? Do our actions reflect that we really believe he is able, he is willing, and that we can depend on him completely? It's tough, and many times we fail. I do, anyway. That's when I pick myself up and brush myself off, ask forgiveness, and try again. As long as we are in these earthly bodies, that will be true. It makes me think about how Psalm 139.14 gets a lot of press. You know, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. But the one that builds my faith on the tough days is just ahead in verse 16. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. There are those days when I pray, How could that be, Lord? I've done nothing but mess up today. I talk too much and listen too little. I'm prideful. You challenge me to be meek, and instead I'm overbearing. Why would you ordain a day such as today? But, you know, if he hadn't, I wouldn't have so much opportunity to see 
and experience his abundant mercy and endless forgiveness. So here we are, (laughs) picking ourselves up, brushing ourselves off, asking forgiveness, and being confident enough in his word to receive that forgiveness and try again. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you again for this indescribable gift you have given. Thank you for your miracles that astonish and amaze us. Thank you most of all for your forgiveness and mercy. Please help us to continually strive toward behavior that reflects what we say we believe about you, even when we feel like we are constantly apologizing to you for falling short. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining me here today. I pray God will grow in you what has been planted and watered here. In this time of unprecedented struggle worldwide, we can look to God for guidance and comfort. Be sensitive to those in your circle of influence who need a word of encouragement and invite them to join us. If you like the show, it would be great if you'd give it a five-star review. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. See you right here tomorrow. Be well.